Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome back to Free and Figuring It Out. It is summer dun, 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 when we're recording. We are now in the season of cancer, which is both of our birthdays. Oh, yeah. Birthday season. Oh, yeah. Birthday season, cancer season, all of the joys, all of the vibes. So, Verity, what are you figuring out today? <laughs> well, funny you ask. Uh, yeah, so I my birthday is a couple of... No, my birthday is like a couple of weeks after yours, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, I'm... And I'm also older than you. you so I'm figuring out turning 35, which surprisingly has given me like a mild uh, midlife crisis breakdown thing. Um, and I've sort of jokingly said this to everyone, but I think deep down, I really mean it. I'm actually just going to turn 25 again and live my life because I don't know if I said this to you, but the pressure I'm putting on myself as to what I should have achieved or own or have or have birthed or have married or whatever by 35 is just sort of doesn't feel good. Um, and even though I'm very much one for not going by societal norms and stuff, I think we have it so built within us that these are all the tick boxes that I have decided that I'm just going to be 25 again and that means that I don't need to own a house and I don't need a husband or a wife and I don't need to have had children and I can just sort of live freely like I want to now so (laughs) that's been my coping mechanism (laughs) with turning 35 basically but um yeah I don't know why it's I mean, obviously, it's a bit like on a tombola, isn't it? The noughts and the fives are the uh, mm. the lucky ones, the big ones. And I don't know why it's affecting me so much, but I think it maybe is just that natural, like, hmm, okay, halfway through the 30s, let's do a little bit of a life review. And um, life does not look anything like how I imagined it would when I was 30 when I was 25 when I was 20 when I was 15 (laughs) you know like if I had been that age and said what do you think you'll be like at 35 so yeah it's sort of um feeling okay with that surrendering to that but also and Cheryl will be pleased with this but having a a loose plan in place as well you know Mm -hmm. kind of really thinking well what am I wanting to achieve and reviewing those plans do they still align with me is it truly what I want am I just going with the flow of what everyone else wants thinking it is what I want and yeah a lot a lot of um sort of thinking journaling reflection going on there Hmm. well it's funny uh, because we're basically the same place for once dun 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 oh my gosh I know because I very much was like it's I always feel really happy that my birthday is like smack bang in the middle of the year so my birthday is 27th of June works perfectly for like all my mid-year review stuff I'm like this is like also also I'm finally finally getting my flat back so 30th of June it's gonna be ready I'm gonna get the keys on the 1st July so there is this massive feeling of like going into a new year I'm gonna be 33 but I but it's like midway through the year but there's so many choices and I'm like do I go back to London? Do I go back to my flat? Like, what do I want to do with this next chapter? And actually reading a hundred year life somehow has made 33 feel 
even weirder because this part of me is like this could be a third like this could only mm. be a third and then there's part of me that's like well, this should be a great year because it's 33 and I'm gonna have my angel number and literally I've never had so many things just going around my head for my birthday that I'm just like I don't know but something that really makes me laugh when you were saying about 35 and rolling back to be 25 was I was saying I sort of have this feeling and I'm probably gonna say the word wrong that I basically want my like rum sprungen now you what 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 love rum sprungen <laughs> and I bet I can't even <laughs> and I didn't even like that. exactly and I can't even remember now it's like what um it, I, I want to say it's a religion that has it it's basically quite a restrictive uh one that normally basically they normally have it when they're 18 so it's like a year where they get to leave like the what the, the confines of where they are their family unit and go out and do all the things they're not allowed to do basically all the rules are not meant to and then at the end of that year they get to decide whether they want to come back and like be part of that community oh, right yeah 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 or whether is it, is it not the the mormon face it could be. Um, I feel as if I, this probably would have been something I should have checked before, but I just was like, the word is the word. And you know, like I've watched a TV show about it. That's what I brought into. So I have this feeling of being like, I've been following the rules for so long. I've been doing all the right things. You know, like you said, we have expectations about what we think is going to happen. And I want to throw it all out the window. <laughs> well, it's like a sort of self-proclaimed gap year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, and just have quickly looked it's is it rum springer is that have i said that wrong right. um also spelled rum springer or rum springer sorry i'm <laughs> they're spelled different i've just said it the same apologies so it's a rite of passage during adolescence translated in english as jumping or hopping around and is used in some amish communities oh, amish, amish communities sorry that's all right Gosh. Terrible, I can't do it today. Um, I, it's an interesting concept, though, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. And reading the hundred year life. So, if you haven't heard about the book, go back episode one to eight. I mention it, and it talked about this idea of like, ju- like being more juvenile and like having those moments sporadically through your life. So rather than it just being this like age attached to a stage, stage attached to an age so this idea of like you can only have that when you're young actually we can have it at any other time and I was like I've done all the right things I was like, I've had a good job I put money in my pension I've got onto the property ladder the business is up and running I was like, I've done all these things actually is now the time to actually just have a bit of fun before I do come back and be like fine I'm 35 I better sort myself out again <laughs> like yeah. actually is this the moment and so yeah I've really got that sort of like idea I suppose but then there's also everything about me that as a straight lace type a person that's just like you're not gonna do anything fun Shara. <laughs> so yeah we'll, well see. yeah you know I encourage it I do think it's good to because even if it's just confirmation that actually I'm living my life as I would lo- like to be I've done all these things it's not not for me and this actually the life I had is the life of my dreams I think yeah. sometimes you need that to realize what you have don't you and uh yeah so well you can keep us posted on your year year of adventure and <laughs> different different activities um so this week i read um a report that was um called growing up lgbt plus and it was published by um 
Just Like Us, which are a charity that um, are all about empowering LGBT plus young people. Um, and I thought, and it, you know, it's it's a, a decent 70 pages. It's not as long as some of the reports that, that are out there. Um, but there was just a couple of things, obviously, you know, for, for those new, uh, I'm a queer woman myself, so I'm very passionate about um, LGBT um, plus community and um, something that I am still like coming to terms with was the fact that section 28 was in place when I was at school so I feel like one of the reasons why I didn't come out until I was 32 or even honor any of my feelings was because I wasn't taught that that was okay in school. So mm-hmm. section 28 is all about it banning the promote the promotion like it's a marketing campaign um of like homosexual activity. Um like it's a choice which it obviously isn't. Um so I was just given lots of heteronormative sort of literature and you know sex education or whatever and I think well no wonder I didn't kind of you know really understand who I who I was for all that time so obviously um that is now uh, eradicated within the UK lots of words to in other countries um but it was just really um interesting to kind of go through the report just look at a couple um of the main points and and they um it was a couple of thousand uh pupils that they uh, surveyed with this and some were non-LGBT plus and some were LGBT so they had a um, what's the word like a benchmark comparison mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it wasn't just um, and I think one of the biggest things like during COVID they said that have you ever experienced have you ever experienced or are you experiencing any of the following mental health challenges and um, they asked about anxiety 51% for LGBT plus pupils and 26% for non-LGBT plus peoples. Depression, 47% for the LGBT LGBT plus pupils and um, 20%. So for the non-LGBT plus. So massive difference there and very similar numbers on panic attacks um, and self-harm as well. So that's sort of, you know, I I wonder with my own mental health, was that affected by me Mm. being a queer woman? I don't know you know it's just interesting to sort of reflect on that and also worrying um for the young uh, queers of today and just things like looking at um has mental health changed during the the pandemic um nearly 70 percent of lgbt plus pupils um said it's got worse uh where compared to only 50 percent of the non um and then um just sort of then sort of honing down to like young lesbians like eight to seven percent of young lesbians felt lonely and separated from the people they're closest to um at least once a week um at least once every week during lockdown um and that's something that you know I've spoke about something that I'm working on at the minute is like building sort of spaces for queer women because it feels to be like a real not a lack because there is a lot out there it's just this I think sometimes that actual um uh, very deep intimate level is missing there's lots mm-hmm. of amazing apps platforms everything but that real connection seems to be lacking that that intimacy um and and then it kind of talks about the messaging within schools um 
And it says, uh, in the last 12 months, how often has your school promoted positive messages about being LGBT plus? Um, and, you know, 30% said once or twice a year. And, you know, it, it's things like that, like we're never going to empower the youth of today to be who they are if they're not knowing that it's okay to be who they are. Mm. So really interesting report. They, they were kind of the, the top line um, figures um, to pull for it. It does look at the different sexualities, also looks at trans. Um, and the nice thing was, and it was interesting actually to look at it with my teaching hat on because I did some teaching um, in business at the start of the year um, and it said 47% of staff uh, think a colleague would feel comfortable coming out as LGBT at their school now when I was teaching I didn't disclose that I was queer mm. um, and I don't know if I regret that now um, I think the reason I didn't was because I felt like I wasn't sure if I would handle it correctly because I'd not been trained okay. but then I don't know if you don't need to be trained if you just need to be who you are mm. but I'm also very conscious of um how impressionable young people are and I didn't want to say the wrong thing um and it's very hard as a teacher you get lots of questions asked and you don't want to shut anyone down you want mm. to ask them but some of the questions you do get asked kind of kind of you know can tip over the sort of teacher pupil comfortable relationship and you've got to really manage that sensitively um but yeah it was very interesting as a teacher that I didn't and I wonder now did I have someone in my class who needed to know that I was a queer woman and it's something that I've thought about since so yeah interesting report I will link to it in the show notes and who do you think just because you mentioned it like at the end about like your teacher and those connections who do you mm. think would imagine would get the most out of the reason the report um well to be honest I think um I think people who want to be allies at the minute because I think as LGBT plus people we sort of know we know this it's kind yeah. of like we know that our mental health is affecting or we know how we feel so I've had quite a few people at the minute kind of say you know especially because of pride like what what can I read what can I do and it's anything like that that just gives facts and figures that helps you understand yeah we may look the same we may act the same but we've got this internal battle going on in in our heads um and just yeah anyone especially who has contact with children whether that's your own children whether you teach a youth group whatever I think it would just be good to give you some information about the LGBT plus youth so cool that makes a lot of sense and I think that yeah. idea of like if you want to be a good ally trying to absorb more information I think you know that relates mm. back to an episode like 129 last week I was talking about um the books I've been reading about race and there was this idea that actually mm. you have to try and I suppose consume uh material that isn't from your perspective really to try and start being a good ally to really be yeah. able as they say to put yourself in someone else's shoes and really especially all the stuff that happens in our heads because it, it is really hard to understand what someone else could be going for going through um mm -hmm. but especially like with surveys where you can tell it's a quantity like so actually there is a common pattern and common trends rather than just it being like mm -hmm. an individual situation 
Hello, it's Verity jumping in here. Um, as you can hear then, I feel very passionate about the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and because of that, I have decided to hold space for queer women with a six week program. Um, so all the information um, can be found on the tada.org website or follow me or DM me on um, I am Verity Brown on Instagram. It's basically um, six weeks of group coaching uh, for queer women to connect, talk about the big topics in life um, with a queer gaze on and just really hold a safe space. So feel free to get in touch and hopefully connect with you soon. I have been rereading a book that I read, I think about three years ago, called Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes how to dance mm -hmm. it out stand in the sun and be your own person which is Shonda Rhimes to me, I, um, this is what's really bad because I basically don't watch any of the tv shows that she's made because she's like infamous because she, I want to say I want to say she made Grey's Anatomy but I feel like I could have absolutely made that up I don't know you, made, you talk about the book I will find that out I never know anything oh no Grey's Anatomy scandal yeah, I was right. So she is a big, 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 talented, creative in America. That's what she does. But actually, mm. she, the, this book was about the fact that she wasn't actually, I suppose, really putting herself out there in all those ways. And she was like, used to get lots of invitations to things, but, you know, she had three children at home and would always be saying no. She'd say no to media appearances, no to like, Hollywood parties. Just like, no. She'd do the show, like she'd make the... the TV programmers and that was mainly her concentration and she just had this epiphany like what would happen if I started saying yes so she went on this journey to have a year of yes and I think the reason why I want to reread it right now was just because as I said at the beginning this whole idea of like what kind of happen when we open ourselves up what happens if we have a different attitude if we have a different approach and the book is wonderfully written as you would expect from someone who is like written massively successful tv programs like she's very mm -hmm. engaging and capturing and it's a really easy read to like go through very like you can tell she's written rights for tv if that makes sense like rather than being a book person and um for example one of the things is she agrees quite early on to give a commencement speech and she was like you know normally i'd always say no to it because i was on this year yes i just had to say it and then it's like <sighs> Oh, and then you get to like read the actual speech and stuff in the book. And she's, you know, she's really honest and frank about actually what does happen when you open yourself up. And to be someone, I suppose, who is really in a position where she gets lots of opportunities. And we do talk a lot, I think, sometimes about like because of boundaries and our time and stuff, saying like you should say no, concentrate on yourself, etc. And I think there is absolutely a time and a place for that. And it's really important. But it's really nice to just see someone on the opposite side where it's just like actually just going for it. By the end, she's thoroughly happy with how her year went. I think she didn't say she's going to say yes to everything going forward, but you know, she could definitely see the advantages of opening up. So I think. Um, I actually really enjoyed it when I originally read it and I we read it for book of the month for, for um, Propel Her. So I highly do recommend it. It's just actually probably a very good summer read because mm. it's not heavy, heavy, if that makes sense. Like you could you could read it and it feel as if you are, it's a little bit personal development-y, but a bit nicer because really she's not taxing you. But whilst you're thinking about what she's going through, you could have some own thoughts. Yeah, no, that sounds really good. And it's there was a guy that did it and a film made by Jim Carrey was the Yes Man. Is that right? 
Um, I think it's such an intriguing concept and actually something that I've been thinking about recently um, in terms of, I, I wonder sometimes how much energy I use considering whether I should say yes or no to something. And I think this stems from me, like the whole not drinking alcohol, like the amount of energy I've saved by just not drinking. So I don't have to think mm-hmm. about if I'm going to drink or whatever. It's like, I'm I'm now looking at other energy saps. Yeah. And I'm thinking, mm. and I think sometimes like you said, I think oh, I'm going to say no to that because, you know, it's on this time and I'm going to down, you know, just, just recharge. Them, da, da, da. And I wonder sometimes, am I being a bit too soft with myself? and just say yes 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 and just see what happens I don't know I I I think there's definitely um a time and place for it and something I think sometimes we say no from a place of fear like you know that there is definitely some of the things she ends up saying yes Mm. to naturally she's like you know I am scared by this my natural state would have been not to and it pushes her outside of her comfort zone and that's what's very hard as individuals to work out I think is you know when are you saying no for a genuine reason or when Mm. are you letting fear take over and therefore you're saying no and actually pushing yourself makes a big difference just like just as an example so I had never I like we'll go anyone's podcast totally up for it if you're listening got a podcast hey but someone (laughs) had emailed me and I think they'd know I think they'd Instagram originally sent me this little message I'd agreed just to see the podcast the day before I realized it was actually a Instagram live where like you know you do two of you on the same thing and I was like oh gosh I'm gonna have to wash my hair I'm gonna have to do my face and I was like if I'd realized that at the beginning I never would have done it oh okay that's interesting because I'd already agreed thinking it was podcast and it was the day before I obviously couldn't like let her down yeah okay fine move my calendar wake up an hour early do my hair etc and then actually I had a great time like that live ended up me getting a client from it. I've become really good, like good, you know, female business besties, whatever, with the woman that uh, had that Instagram channel. Mm-hmm. Loads of great things has come out of it, but I would have said no if I had thought it was something else. So that's an example of actually where I can really see the benefit of saying yes really paid off. Mm. So I do think we do need to challenge ourselves, like, you know, are we saying no for the right reasons or are we just rushing into it a little bit too much just to protect ourselves or because we're lazy? I like it. <laughs> mm, I like it. No, I do like it. Brilliant. Great stuff. Well, whilst you're uh, reading about saying yes, I've been watching lads, 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 Euros. <laughs> Honestly. Listen, if you can see me now, well, people, I'm rolling my she's eyes. She's rolling. The eyes are rolling. Because the thing is, I totally forgot they were on. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh my God, the Euros are coming. I sort of forget. And now I used to be in a relationship with an avid Arsenal fan who had a season ticket. So football kind of dominated our lives. And I supported him and the team. And I went to the Emirates Stadium a few times and I enjoyed it. And I've always enjoyed football. I have a little brother who loves football. You know, it's it's always just been a, a part of, and I, you know, I sort of but since being with a woman and you know not having those connections I've sort of sort of faded from it sort of sort of why am I saying that like loads of times um and I totally forgot they were on and then that was it 
I watched one match and I was like, oh my God, I miss this so much. And I, I did this with Eurovision. I totally forgot it was on and then watched it. And I think I forget sometimes how everything within me is all about connection mm-hmm. and connection of people who aren't like each other and who are from different nationalities and different lands. And and that's what Eurovision is about to me. Yeah, there's okay. a boys kicking around a men, sorry, kicking around a ball. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's about everything else to do with it. And I just think it's a really beautiful thing. Sherelle, why are you shaking your head? Whereas literally, I totally forgot the Euro- I had no idea it was existing. And then I had gone <laughs> to sit in my friend's garden. And this is how intense. So I was in my friend's parents' garden. Like her brother had like they've got these double the doubled windows open so that he can turn the TV around. Oh my god. <laughs> so like Love him it. and his like brother-in-law could sit outside to watch this match. You know, COVID security to the max people, but it's like <laughs> your is happening. And I hadn't realized I didn't think until that morning when I saw something on the TV. And I was like, they've not even changed. Like someone was like putting a sign up a poster or something. It's like they still call it 2020. Don't, Are you mad? Don't. It, it, do you know what? I was like, is someone messing with my head here? Like, why would you keep calling it 2020? Is it because like they did a massive run at the printers and they're like, mate, we've run out of budget to reprint that. We're going to stick to 2020. <laughs> Literally, that's what's happened. Someone had already made all the marketing assets. So it's even crazy. though we all want to forget 2020, they still call it 2020. <laughs> I, know. I heard it and I was like, what? Have I gone back here? Oh my gosh is this a dream what it's yeah it's funny but I I do think it's great I've I've been watching it every night you know obviously I have like you know my partner's half German so you know I support Germany when they're playing like I support England when they're playing you know I don't know any of the players anymore and they're all like I realized last oh my gosh I realized last night that I'm old enough to be some of their mothers and I'm like oh my good lord oh my good lord this is terrible um but yeah, I just I just think it it's it brings people together. It's also interesting not drinking because normally it would be a big like let's go to the pub and watch it, let's mm. get drunk, and now it's like let's get my little no percent beer out and have it, you know. And and so that's added a different thing to it for me, which is lovely because that's not connected. But yeah. Also, the other thing that's different is I said this is the first time it's been a sporting thing, and I've not been in sweepstakes. I'm not at work. Because yeah. normally I know it's coming because we'd have this thing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Some guy would be like, is everyone ready? Give me your two pound. <laughs> and then at least there's like some best. It's even like the Olympics. Yeah. And there's a bit of like vested interest because there's something else going on. But the fact mm-hmm. that I don't even have any of that, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. So to any ladies out there who are watching it. Yeah. If you've got your uh, team, your country t-shirt on, Take a photo, send it on Instagram. Uh, Very evil, love all that. I will ignore you. (laughs) (laughs) But to close off, I will be giving us a life prompt inspired by, I suppose, I think both of us need to answer this question because I feel like both of us need to just do this, which is Mm. what do I need to say yes to in my life? Let's be open, open up both arms. They're stretched out, which you can't see and say, come on. (laughs) <laughs> Bring out our new, we've got New Year's. We're hot. If, if you're listening and you're just halfway through your year, that's also fine. Even though apparently the summer solstice was the astrological 
astrological. That's not the word. Astrological. Yeah, that's the beginning of the paper. That's what someone told me. So literally, we can choose whenever our new year is, whenever we want. So go for it. Open up our arms and say, what do I need to say yes to in my life? I love it. Sherelle's becoming a motivational speaker by the end of this podcast episode. Right. Well, yeah, make sure you all journal on that and we will too. And we'll share what we uh what we come up with um but once again thank you for joining us uh this week we'll be back next friday talking about more stuff that we're figuring out reading listening watching etc etc if you want to get in touch with us in the meantime it's free and figuring it out at gmail.com or find us on instagram or facebook free and figuring it out bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.